You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hi, Scott. How are you doing today? You know, I'm all right today. How are you? Good, good. Scott, I appreciate you joining me. And if you could just tell me a little bit about your practice, about you, and um, how you got into this realm. Yeah. So um, uh, I've been in practice for 32 years. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, a bar, an Ohio State Bar Association board certified family law specialist. Uh, I'm also honored to be uh, a fellow in the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. Wow. Uh, uh, which is the the, uh, the proudest uh, achievement of my career. Um, uh, so uh, I have four associates that work with me that all, uh, like me, exclusively do uh, domestic relations work. Um, I fell into doing domestic relations work uh, at completely by chance uh, after undergrad uh, when I wasn't sure what I what I really wanted to do although I thought about law school at some point uh, I was managing a men's clothing stores uh, here in Columbus and one of uh, my clients was Harry Lewis God rest his soul uh, who was at one of the preeminent uh, divorce lawyers uh, in Columbus if not if not Ohio, um, and then finally, at one point, uh, with his sort of thick Brooklyn accent, he pulled down his glasses and said, you're wasting your time here, hocking all this dreck. You got some gray matters up here. You go to law school and you come work for me. Oh, wow. So uh, I took his advice. Uh, I stopped selling men's clothes. I went to law school and I clerked for Harry for two years. Uh, and that's how I learned Domestic what relations. an experience! Wow. Yeah, complete. You know, I say it's a lark. I don't really believe in 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 coincidence. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I got into doing domestic relations work. So when I graduated, uh, I just hung out my own shingle, and a lot of what I did was domestic work because that's what I'd learned how to do during my three years of law school. So, um, and here I am today. Wow. Uh, I've got three other partners. Uh, that do other areas of practice. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's how I'm here. What men's clothing was it? Um, it was Gentry Shops. Okay, uh, which remember those. Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati-based company um, uh, that had were expanding when I was working for them. They were expanding to, uh, they had two stores in Chicago and a store, a store in St. Louis and stores in Cleveland. Uh, and they had actually approached me at one point about, taking over the Chicago stores. And I, in my, you know, I was having my debate about doing that. And it was all in about that time uh, that Harry had said, stop hawking clothes and go to law school. So um, I, I took his advice. That's wonderful. I, I'm, I'm sure many of your providence. clients are thrilled that you took that advice. Well, I, I, I hope that's true. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously each Divorce is a unique journey and, and you have a, a you know unique set of individuals involved and situations. Um, but if somebody was just starting on the journey of divorce or contemplating divorce and 
you know, in that first meeting with them, what, what are some of the things that you tell them? Well, the first thing I tell them is I hope you never hire me. Uh, and if you need resources uh, to try to help you and your spouse uh, try to work through whatever issues you have, then uh, please leave. I've got resources that I can give you. So wonderful. And I say that earnestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I um, you know, when I when I became a divorce lawyer, my daddy with his sixth grade education from the hills of Kentucky said, you know, Scotty, don't be a divorce broker. Uh, and I said, Daddy, I, you know, I never will. So I always, I, I always make sure that this is a decision that someone really wants to make. Right. Now, sometimes when they come in, they're just like, you know, they're they may be like, I I don't know if this is what's going to happen. I don't know if this is what my spouse wants, or maybe they're just unsure and they're sort of fact finding. So at that point, what I tell them is, you know, let's you know, let's try to get um, as much of the financial information as you can get. So obviously part of what the you know initial thing we do in, in any divorce, whether they're children or not, uh, is to try to start putting together a marital balance sheet of assets and liabilities um, uh, and, and try to gather as much of those original documents as you can, including tax returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a dynamic that I see pretty commonly is that there's one side that's um, I, I call the the economically knowledgeed funded side, and then the economically unknowledged. There's there's side. always a disparity there, almost always. Yeah. So it, you know, it, and that's not to to be pejorative to it to the to the unknowledged side. You know, there are people that have completely perfect relationships, uh, and you know, somebody pays the bills in the house and somebody else takes care of all the investments in candor. That's my house. You know, I don't, I don't pay the bills. You have to divvy up the tasks, the household day-to-day tasks. And so naturally you're not going to both sit down and pay all the bills together and discuss it. That just doesn't happen very often. So yeah. When I talk to clients, I don't want them to feel bad if, if they happen to be the, the spouse that's, that's the, knowledge unfunded side and the example i always give is you know you you, you both don't make soup at the same time right, right. You, you, you have to you have to you know allocate uh, household resources and you know you don't both mow the grass at the same time so uh I, I, over the years I, I that's sort of disarmed people because sometimes they, they feel foolish like i i don't know how much money my husband makes i don't know what how much money my wife has in her bank account. So uh, I hope that helps. No, that absolutely does. And um, now, do you focus primarily on collaborative law? Do you do all types of marital law? What What is your focus on? Yeah, so um, so I'm a, a board-certified family law specialist. So as part of that, I do a lot of collaborative law. Uh, I'm also honored to be uh, a certified mediator by the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, uh, as well as being an arbi- a certified arbitrator by the American Academy of Matrimonial wow. Lawyers. So I do a lot of uh, mediation work. Uh, I do. Uh, I've got a growing practice of arbitration work. Um, uh, I, 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 I I'm a litigator, so if 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 a case has to be litigated, so uh, I can touch all of those bases uh, as I'm. Uh, getting into the later part of my career, and I'm gathering really smart, uh, competent associate lawyers that will, uh, in the future, be partners of mine. Uh, 
that my practice is is sort of moving away from um, certain types of cases. Uh, a lot of the cases that I take on are business owners, high income, high asset, professional athletes. So there are a lot more of those, which is not to say that I don't represent, you know, a, right. a, a secretary for the city of Columbus. I do. Um, but percentage wise, the large, uh, the majority of my cases uh, are the business owners, uh, you know, corporate executives. More complex athletes. cases. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, but we've got, you know, four other people in the office that are skilled to do those same kinds of things. Um, but because of their tenure and the practice is less than mine, uh, hourly rates are different. So I, I, I think when someone comes in, uh, you know, if you know, given my tenure and you can't see it, but all that stuff on the wall over there that says that I'm great. So my hourly rate's the highest. So right, right, right. So we've got options for people. Perfect, perfect. And in your many years, does, is there one case that stands out as you know someone you were able to help and and felt so great about it, or someone that you know, positive or negative, that that really stays with you? Well, actually, it, early, early on in my career, and I won't mention her name, uh, it, she was uh, a highly compensated uh, executive uh, at a major corporation in downtown Columbus. Um, and she was highly sophisticated, uh, financially attuned. Uh, uh, and that was really the first case that I had where, uh, one of the first cases, I'll say, where there were those sort of assets and the emotional things that were going on and the conflict, she made me a better lawyer uh, in just the way she would kindly say, you know, there, you communicated this to me, but you didn't communicate this part. Here's, you know, here's maybe a better way to communicate that with me. And I've taken that to this day of, trying to be really copious about notes that I take, which gives me the right to forget things uh, so that I can go to my notes and things are all there. So there were a lot of those things where she really uh, helped me. Uh, and uh, conversely, uh, as a result of this really bitter divorce that she went through, she actually left corporate America uh, and became a counselor oh, wow. uh, and now works with families uh, and people that are going through what I what I called uh, restructuring your family, which is when people ask me what I do, I say, you know, I help people restructure their family for a living. And I'm like, well, I'm a divorce lawyer. Um, and uh, that woman uh, I still work with today uh, as uh, someone in uh, cases for counselors, either for individual counseling or for family counseling. So um, that, that's that's probably my. Uh, the best thing that happened to my career and for her, it sounds the like best thing her. that happened to her career. Yes. Yes, absolutely. What, what a great transition for her. I mean, and for both of you, that's wonderful. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me and look forward to meeting again in person. And if I can, you know, do anything to help you or any of your, you know, clients, I'm here for you. But if somebody wants to get in touch with you, Scott, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, the best way is either to call uh, my office at 
764 Missy, my work wife, uh, keeps my schedule for me, as you well know from yes, this. Yes. She doesn't allow me to touch my schedule because if I do, I screw it up. So uh, reach out to Missy uh, to uh, schedule uh, a, a meeting or a call with me, or people are always free to, to send me an email, which is scott at ohiolawyersgroup.com. Uh, and then they can send me what their issues are. And then if it's to schedule an appointment with someone, I direct it to Missy, who's over that way through that wall, and she takes care of everything else. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Scott, I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you soon. That sounds great. Aaron, great to see you again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Tell Missy thank you, too. I will. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.